And we are back. Welcome to the HNS Podcast. This is episode number 79, I think I said? Yes. 79. Episode 79, guys. I am your host, Herb. Sitting across from me is a very special guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a second. Thank you guys for coming back. HNS Podcast. We're going to kick things off today. Oh, snap. You guys are wondering what that sound in the back is. Got to give a quick little shout out to... Jay Worthy, Harry Fraud, Conway the Machine. The song's called Helicopter Homicide. And it's just a little something I had no idea was still playing in the background. So, shout out to those guys. Um, my special guest today, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Marissa. I'm a licensed esthetician and makeup artist here in Kansas City. Alright, thank you. <laughs> so, it was completely random. So, I was, uh, I was looking at the Kansas City Discover, um, just all the different entrepreneurs who were promoting themselves. I saw your work. I saw that you were, you know, interested in wanting to promote yourself. So, I took I took a stab in the dark and I reached out to you and invited you onto the podcast. So, thank you for coming on. This no is, is going to be a treat because apparently we're in the same age group. We're from the same city. Yeah. And we have never crossed paths before. So yep. uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, okay. How? We'll let the people know. Um, first off, you introduce yourself as an. As, What's it called? Esthetician, Esthetician and makeup artist. I can never pronounce that right. I always, <laughs> I always see it and I'm like, oof, I'm not even gonna try it. It's Esthetician okay. and makeup artist. Yes. How long have you been doing that? Um, so I loved makeup since always. I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually got into it in 2020, like actually okay. getting out there, um, for makeup. Mm-hmm. And then like something just was like, go to school or mm-hmm. educate yourself more on makeup. And so I got into school thinking it's more about makeup, mm-hmm. but they actually don't focus on makeup too mm-hmm. much. And I didn't know if I was going to like skincare. I didn't want to do the cosmetology and do the hair. I was like, no, no, no. So I ended up going to esthetician school. And then I realized, I was like, when they started doing the facials, I was like, ooh, I like this. Oh, this so, supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. So what all comes with it then? So as being an esthetician, you can do uh, facials, waxing, uh, lashes, brow lamination, blush lifts, makeup. Um, so multiple things. Uh, massages body sculpting there's a lot to it but mainly i specialize in facials makeup waxing brow laminations and lash lifts and then soon more services so did you end up doing any makeup at all yes i actually did a lot i worked on a lot of girls at school and that actually helped me be able to um be a better makeup artist in this field because um what i've noticed within like the Mm. makeup industry a lot of people tend to focus Mm. on like on people like within their skin tones Mm. But with me going to the school, a lot of the girls were, like, of every different skin mm-hmm. tone. So I was able to work with the lightest to the mm-hmm. darkest. And I think that, like, what yeah, helps sculpt me. Palette. Yeah, yeah, it makes me more diverse as a makeup artist. And I really love that. Okay. And especially the girls that got me there. Okay. Yeah. What, what kind of look is, like, your favorite look? Because I don't even know about, like, makeup. <laughs> but, I, like, I feel like if I look at, like, pictures of, you know, just ladies throughout the years, you mm-hmm. can kind of see specific trends. Right. Like what's, right. A, what's a trend that's popular now? Which one's, like, your favorite Um. Trend? So I tend to get a lot of the soft glam, mm-hmm. natural glam girls. Um, I really love the soft glam, but you know, I love my full glam girls who love the glitter, mm-hmm. the glitz and all that. But soft glam is definitely where it's at because you can wear it anywhere, any event, and it just happens to like just be that look. Mm-hmm. And you can make it either very soft or you can make it very natural. And okay. Yeah. Um, how about like uh would you say that the era of, you know how for a while there, there was like, 
I don't know how to say it, but the, it was like a specific look with the eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, I think they were using like tape or thin. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Not, not necessarily thin. Then I think it was like back in the day, right? Yeah, like in the like 90s the, type stuff. Yeah, the 90s to so like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, now I think it was like the complete opposite of that. Where like, they almost went like really thick, right? Yeah. Is that, is that trend still in? Yes, yeah. So you're thinking like the fluffy soap brow mm-hmm. look. That yeah. I actually kind of do with my brows. Like that's mm-hmm. today. Uh, yeah, that's very popular. Yeah. I love doing those kind of brows. Um, it it just depends on the client, you know, but it definitely is very popular what's right now. What's it called? Uh, it's soap brows. Soap brows? Yeah. So what's the opposite of that called? Like the really thin ones? Uh, just like thin? Yeah, just thin brows. <laughs> that, is that more like a, like a chola look? A chola yeah, thing? pretty much. Or just, you know, girls who just don't like, you know, that mm-hmm. thick brow, you know? Brow. Yeah, everybody kind of has, I like, guess, different features with, with some, you know, mm-hmm. certain look. All right. And uh, so you said you've been doing it officially for two years now. Um. Uh, yeah, this would be my third year, so pretty much, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, three years now. Because it's 2023. Yeah. Damn. And where do you work at? Um, I work in my own studio okay. here in Westport area. That's where I'm located. Okay. Um, you know, I kind of manifested when I was in school. Mm. I had a friend that I worked with, and we talked. I was like, you know, I want to get into mm. a Westport area. I think it's, like, going to be a good area to mm. attract clients and people. And um, I just want something with open space, big windows, and, you know, next thing I know, I met another esthetician. She was looking for somebody, but mainly makeup and lashes. But I asked her, I was like, you know, I was like, would you be willing to have another esthetician? You know, it's just because it's iffy with other people, you know. Some people are like, no, I don't want other people within that field. Um, but she was actually real ch- cool, chill. And I was like, okay, bet. And so I asked my homegirl. And I was like, you want to get into this? So I was like, you want to build kind of tail up together? She's like, yeah. So, so it's two of you, two of you in the shop? Two of us in one suite, but we work within uh, different days and have a calendar we share oh, so we don't overlap each other's services. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, man. yeah. Okay. I see. That's a good collaborative. What's your, what's your goal with it? What would you like to do with it this year? Like a, a landmark you'd like to accomplish? So I definitely with it um, don't want to work for any CEO companies any mm-hmm. longer. Like I want to stay within my business, which is Make Me Pretty Aesthetics. Um, I don't. Um, I want to be able to pay myself and take care of myself with just my business. I don't want to work for anywhere else. Like um, prior before 2022, um, I was working for a call center. I also work for um, a wedding company. Um, so, you know, I was doing the call center thing and that took a lot of my hours up. So I had to cut back from my business, um, you know, so I could pay my bills. But, you know, they laid us off for furlough. I still have the job, but we didn't have to wait for the call back. But um, the fact that I get to focus more on my business, I think it was like God's calling, like, yeah, like, this is your time, do it, you know, and I got a lot of business for January and February, and actually for March, it's been booking up, so like, I feel very blessed. Hey, hit her up. (laughs) You said make me pretty. Make me pretty aesthetic. So come through, let me service you. Right on, right on. And you operate out of Westport. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So that that being said, how do you feel about Kansas City and like? So you did say it's a, it's a good opportunity to get more business. Yes. Um, how do you feel about all the development going on in Kansas City? You think that's, that's going to be even better? Like, there's oh, more yeah. eyes on KC. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like ever since the Chiefs mm-hmm. won that Super Bowl the very oh. first time, oh. like that really amped up oh. KC. You know, like Patrick really got a lot of business coming out this way. A lot more people visit us. Kansas City is like on the top, within the top, number six out of the top ten people, uh, cities to visit. To visit. Yeah. 
So I feel like there's a lot of attraction, especially since we just mm-hmm. won another Super Bowl. Oh yeah, now it's like, even more eyes on. Exactly. And then have you been? Uh, do you watch um, The Last of Us on Netflix? Actually, I plan on watching that. Yeah. I just finished Georgia and Jenny. I like to watch show by show. Yeah, okay, I feel you. So you don't overlap. You finish the whole series. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure you've seen it on social media how they they've been mentioning Casey. Yes. There's a lot of eyes on Kansas City right now. There so is. So that's that's definitely one of the reasons that I decided to reach out to to showcase other people, you know, in the mm-hmm. city because. For those of you guys who don't know, before um, season two of the podcast, which has been all these visuals, it was mostly just me jibber-jabbing, you know, by myself, just kind of talking in an audio podcast for a long time. And because of that, there wasn't really like a focus. And I was like, you know what? This is the time to highlight everybody else in the city doing good stuff because Kansas City is on the map. It is. In a way, I kind of hate it and I kind of love it because it's bringing attention to us like you finally get that sense of pride like hell yeah man we deserve that attention right right but our infrastructure is not ready for the influx of people no because we're such a like a small but growing city and you know um i've been to other uh states and you know i've always had love for my city i love my city um but it's just the fact that as fast as it's growing you know we don't have the capacity as much you know because you even see it like within parking downtown Anywhere you go, really, like, within the parking situation. But, you know, I love, you know, hearing people talk about how much they love our city and they're not even from here and just the culture and the people. And, like, everybody knows Kansas City as, like, oh, when we get to that city, people there are really nice. Yeah. You you feel that same way? I do. I think it just depends Mm -hmm. on the person. But a majority of the people um, are actually really friendly and nice. But, you know, it's uh, each to their own and people to people. True. Yeah, I guess you're right. It just depends on people. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, were you born and raised in Kansas City then? I was. Okay. I was born and raised here. Um, your family is from where? Um, so my family is definitely... I have one of the largest families here in Kansas City. Oh, it's the... I know. <laughs> it's the hernandez Arzola uh, yeah. Garcia family. So there's about over 700 of us here. Damn. Yeah. Um, so we um, are a huge family. Yeah. Um, but some of my like main family, where we originally, yeah. originally uh, are from is from uh, Leon on my mom's side, and then on my dad's side, uh, Juarez and uh, Chihuahua. No way, that's yeah. where I'm from. Really? Yeah, so the reason I asked is because I was curious to see if maybe if you were born in Mexico or something, because I was born in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua. Really? So I'm not necessarily a native to Kansas City, mm-hmm. but Kansas City's been my hometown. You know? right. so this is where I was raised from like the time I was four or five years old, You know, because I grew up in Bethany right there in Central in Kansas City, Kansas. Yes, yes. So Kansas City, Kansas has pretty much been my hometown. Right. Since, you know, I can remember. Right. But before that, I was born in Juarez, and then I was raised on uh, East L.A. for a little bit. Wow. So, Do you miss going to Juarez? I was actually, I've never been back since I was born. Really? And that's because I was illegal for a long time. Right, right. You know, and it's uh, hard. The story of, uh, you know, having to be kind of hidden from La Migra, having to not go right. back there and get caught. Right, so right. because of that, I didn't ever visit. And then when I was uh, 18, I became a citizen. And then by that time, it was, thank you, by that time, it's like the stigma of, oh, you don't want to go down to Mexico because all the cartels and stuff. Right, right. So then it's like, ah, you know what, I might not go. Right. And then now that I'm in my 20s, I've gotten all these tattoos and mm-hmm. I look a certain way. So now I was like, now I really don't want to go. They don't want you to think you're a narco. Yeah, you're going to be like, it's still with I'm like, oh, shit. But, For real. But yeah, I haven't gone back, but I every time I think about it and I think about Mexico, I'm like, I gotta go, and yeah. not just not just to where I was from, mm-hmm. but I really want to visit like every state, you know, visit like the, yeah. the beautiful parts of because uh, my my family's from uh, uh, Durango. Really, so I want to visit Durango and uh-huh. see like all the ranchos there, see the rivers, the canyons, the mountains. Yeah, and I'm like, man, 
it's just I know that it's the the stigma and like the the media telling you to be afraid of the knuckles that's probably kind of scaring me and right. it's not that bad. Right. But that's the reason why I haven't gone. No, I definitely understand that because my grandparents and my parents have told mm. me, you know, I was like, let's go to Mexico, let's mm. go. And they're like, no, 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 mm. we can't. And then I went to El Paso to visit a friend because I was going to, um, where, where did I go? Somewhere in New Mexico, I can't remember. It was a while ago. And I seen Juarez on the other side, and I was like, I want to go there one day. You know, I want to see where my family's from because, you know, they're always talking to my grandma. And then, um, but my parents and everybody was just like, we're not going. We're, you know, we're just, uh, don't feel like it's safe right now. Um, but my cousin got married um, in 2021. And we went to her bachelorette, which was in Tulum. And I was like, ooh, I was like going to Mexico. Oh my God, it was beautiful. And so the fact that like, I've never been to Mexico before, like even though it wasn't originally where my family's from, but just being in Mexico again, well, not again, but like there for the first time. It felt foreign. It did. It felt felt like home. It felt like home. It felt like this is where I'm supposed to be at. You know, this is where my roots are. Um, So I definitely want to go back soon again. That's my mission this year sometimes. So... You know, I hope I do go back. If I get my passport, I'm I'm going too, man, because I've been wanting to go. Do it. What's your favorite? All right, this is random. This is a, I don't know why I thought this. Okay. But what's your favorite, like, uh, Mexican dish? I love tacos, of tacos, course. Okay. But chilaquiles are my favorite Ooh. with huevos. Mm, it's so good. Yes. I was going to say, nothing beats, like, a good huevo ranchero with, like, tortillas mm, or something like yes, that. Queso yes. fresco, frijoles. Mm-hmm. Fire. As you can tell, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay, that's what's up, that's what's up. Yeah. Damn. Um, in the schools that you went to over here in, in mm-hmm. KCMO, was there a lot of Latinos in the So, actually, uh, my parents, when we were, when I was a baby, I was mm-hmm. pretty young, uh, my mom and dad, we lived in Northeast, mm-hmm. like, uh, where San Antonio is, and, um... Northeast, like on the Ave. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, we lived in the apartments across the street from there. Okay. And my mom and dad didn't want me to go to that school district. Uh-huh. Um, so my dad and mom, we moved up north, and my dad started working two jobs, uh-huh. and he bought us a house up north. Okay. And um, so I went to North Kansas City School District uh-huh. um, for basically my whole life, and I was raised out there, and they, um, I graduated out there, and yeah, that's kind of where they wanted me to be, but... Being out there and kind of being like the only, I don't want to say the only minority, because when I was in preschool, my best friend, um, he was half Mexican, half Asian, and my other best friend was black. So, um, you know, like I just tend to like always flow towards other people that were, you know, kind of like within my minorities. Um, But just like growing up there, you definitely knew that you weren't, you weren't white, you know. But you know, no, you know, no shame to, out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, anytime, like I see Mexican friends, like I always like yeah, with yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's and it felt good, yeah. you know, to know like there was others out there. And then I just kind of always felt, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of stuck with the minority, but I always had white friends too. See, I, it was similar. Um, well, kind of similar because of the minorities, but in in Wyandotte, I used to go to Stony Point and Arrowhead and Sumner. Mm-hmm. It was mixed. It was a mixing pot. Like, and why not? You can definitely tell it was like a mixing pot of all all races. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't a overly one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, always grew up around people. You know, so I never really would say that I got to experience like racism or fear, or, like right. the classism, as much as I imagine. Had I been in Wyandotte for a little bit and then gone to like Johnson County or Blue Valley, yeah, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't belong at all. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because, um, you know, one thing about me that a lot of people um, just kind of assume is that they, 
believe that I speak Spanish. I don't speak it, but I understand a lot. I've been uh, working on it. I was going to ask earlier. Yeah. I feel very nervous talking just because, uh, like, I always felt like, you know, um, if I mess up something, uh, like, they might, like, judge me, you know, uh, for not knowing. But I've been working on it a little, little bit better. Um, it's just the confidence within. But I remember when I was, like, maybe between, like, 8, 10 years old, um, one of the people, I was in elementary school, and they are like, you're a white Mexican because you don't know Spanish. And I just felt, like, so like ashamed uh, and very like, like what like i just didn't know how to feel at the same uh, time because you know you know how do you process that like yeah. as an eight to ten year old you know what i mean and i think that's what the fear grew in me and then as soon as like i got older i lived with my grandma for a little bit like i said i had hispanic friends and like their moms and them would talk to me in spanish um you know so i learned a lot and then going to mexico and then watching novelas with my grandma <laughs> you know that helped a lot oh yeah yeah, uh, Spanish was actually my first language, and I didn't learn English until I started watching Rugrats. Really? Yeah. That's crazy, my Rugrats. First, yeah, exa- exactly, right? My first two English words ever taught and spoken mm-hmm. was thanks to Tommy Pickles, <laughs> and it was stinky and stupid. Oh, my God. Yeah, my mom said that. She claims that I used to run around the house saying, stinky, stupid, stinky, stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. But I did eventually learn English, and I kept repeating the sentences they would say, and I would learn mm-hmm. different things from Rugrats. So yeah. That's a, and then the year after, the, or two years after, I think I ended up going to like preschool, mm-hmm. and then I ended up formally learning. But yeah, my, my first language was Spanish. I love Rugrats for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, shout out. Hey. Shout out Rugrats, man. Shout out Nickelodeon. As much as Nickelodeon has like... Some sketchy shit going on? Yeah. Crazy, shit. huh? You've heard about it? I have. I heard oh, about it. It makes me like, just like, dang. Wait, so you've heard about like the Dan Schneider stuff? Yes. That sounds like Amanda Bynes. Oh, and, no. Uh, what is the girl from iCarly? Yeah. And like a bunch of those people. Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. But even with Disney Channel, because mm-hmm. I grew up a lot on, well, mainly Cartoon Network, but in <laughs> Disney Channel and like Nickelodeon for my brother. But, like, just hearing all that, because, you know, we love the Amanda Bynes show. We loved all that. You know, it's oh, just, okay. you know, it's crazy to hear about all that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's sad, you know, to think about it. Because they were kids. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. At all. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, now I'm kind of curious. Now I kind of want to pick your brain about that. Because okay. uh, if you have heard, like, other episodes, you probably know I get off of my tangents and I go into conspiracy talk. Love conspiracies. What are the conspiracies do you do you know or do you believe in? Um, so the Illuminati is obviously huge, uh, you know oh what yeah. I mean? Um I think it was the Blue Dream Project. Have you heard about uh, that within NASA and the Project the uh, like Blue Beam, no? Blue, Blue Beam, Beam. Yes, 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 Project yes, Blue Beam, yeah. Yeah. Um that's just kinda like Do you think that's what's going on right now then? I do. I do. Because like um if you think about it, like you've been hearing a lot of things about NASA thinking mm-hmm. People been going on the moon and that it's not real. And then you hear about like with the things that happening mm-hmm. within the government, Marilyn Monroe, um, was that uh, JFK? Mm-hmm. And then you also think about like everything that's coming. They say like the world is ending. Mm-hmm. Think about the Bible. You think about everything that like is coming into like the world with our food supply, our water supply, which just happened in mm-hmm. Ohio. You think about it within the uh, largest rivers like. Um, the Ohio River meets within the Mississippi, the Missouri River. You know, obviously, all these states are gonna can be. They're gonna be affected. By yeah, it. yeah. Can, and then like our uh, food supply within like the animals, they can't eat, they can't drink that stuff. Um, that affects us. And then, um, you know, just with like 
uh, in California, all the fires were happening and everything. A lot of stuff, and then even the rivers drying up. Um, oh, yeah. Was that? Like Lake Mead is pretty much all the way dried up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been knowing that. Mm-hmm. The L.A. River went from being like a legit river to just like a little piss stream, and it's, you know, it's, now it's practically gone. So exactly. It's, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. You're right, um, and it now, all falls within. Do you think it's all coincidental? Like it's on, or do you think it's on purpose, or do you think? It's- so sometimes I get to wondering, like, is it really mm-hmm. weather control? Like, are we having our weather? Control? Well, you know that's real, right? The other day I was oh. actually listening to a podcast where apparently the lady was saying that she, her field of work is a. Tox, not toxicology, but you know, toxicity level research mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, when she ended up kind of reading through all the stuff at the airport that they were buying, they were actually buying powderized chemicals of heavy metals to spray over. Yes. And then there's patents that have been approved that are called aerosol injection or something like that, mm-hmm. like atmospheric aerosol injection. So it's it's been they're not going to call it chemtrails, right? But it happens. It's cloud seeding. Like they they put chemicals in the sky to try to deflect either a the radiation of the sun or to manipulate the weather a little bit. Really? And it's so, like a specific company called Harpa or Harp. I've heard of that company. Uh-huh. Interesting, because I didn't. I I always like heard about it, and you know, like you've seen like you know like either shows or mm-hmm. movies, and I'm not gonna lie, like the latest movie that I've seen kind of had mm-hmm. me thinking about that. So I have children, right? Mm. We're watching Paw Patrol. In the Paw Patrol movie, like, it was taking a cloud. Like, the mayor, he was like, I don't want it to rain Mm. on the day that I become mayor. He's like, he was talking to these scientists. He's like, I want all the clouds gone. So, like, there's this machine. In Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol. Yes, in kids' movies. What? Yes. I was just like, interesting. So I'm watching it, you know. And, like, it really takes all the clouds and it sucks them away. But then the machine breaks and, like, everything starts to go crazy. So, isn't that kind of weird? Like, you know, they put little things also in kids' movies oh, and shows. I've, I've always said that. I've always said, I mean, because at the end of the day, who who's, like, funding all the the stuff like that? Like, right. the media and stuff that gets put out. You know, it's all the, you know, big corporations and stuff. So, they have the money to kind of hide, sneak stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like all of our media, whether it's Netflix, movie theater stuff, Hollywood, etc., all of it's kind of, like, conditioning, yeah. program conditioning, and propaganda in a way. Yeah, even think about, like, even, like, the nice. Grammy shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you You're believe just, in all the satanic stuff? Yeah, today? like... Did you see the latest Grammy show? What was that? Well, I know that Sam Smith had the yes. whole performance as a devil. Yeah, I was like, this <laughs> is crazy. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Like, that shit, like, I don't know if I could cut <laughs> like, oh, Absolutely, yeah. But, yeah, that shit was crazy. I was just, like, telling my cousin, I was like, you see this? Do mm. you see this? It's crazy, man. A lot of the stuff that's going on in the world, it's, like, it's too, like, it's too much. It's, too, it's almost too, it's too overt, where it's almost like, they gotta be fucking with us. Yeah. I was like, they know that we know, but they know that we can't do nothing about it. Or that the people who do know are going to be seen as like, oh, he's crazy. But they're also trying to regulate it to make it like a normal kind of thing. Like, oh, no, 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 it's not. um, Because the girl that I've actually um, shared my suite with, Mm -hmm. me and her were actually having a conversation when we were in school before we graduated. Kind of similar to this and talking within the government. And she was like, she literally said... She was like, why would the government tell us all the secrets and everything? She's like, think about it as the people. They can't handle it. We as people could not handle everything that, like, they know. Because 
we would go crazy. That is really would be the one. You said you have a, a big family, right? Yes. Are you in the middle or are you the youngest? Uh, Like within my immediate family or like my whole family? Uh, let's just say immediate and then maybe some cousins. I'm one of the oldest. One of the oldest? Okay. Mm-hmm. So as you were as you were growing up and experiencing relationships and probably drinking and doing stuff like that, you know, just experiencing life as an adult and, and doing stuff, mm-hmm. did you let the younger people know everything? Um, everything. No, not really. Like, because like I looked at it like age, like oh, uh-huh. you're too so, like, young. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to know yet. Yeah. What if that's the government with us? Yeah, it's like we're gonna let you guys know subliminally in the movies so mm-hmm. that you start thinking about it. Right. But you you guys aren't ready yet. Yeah. You're not ready to know. I think they're eventually going to let us know. Um, I don't want to say anytime soon. I would say if we would give it a time frame, probably for like another 20, 30 years if you really think about oh, no. it. I don't think so. Okay, because look at how fast technology is advancing. Have you heard about this chat GPT thing? Mm-hmm. I've been talking about it in the, in the recent episode. So it's like, it's like an AI. However, oh, I've heard uh, it. It's like an AI, but mm-hmm. it's like a chat box AI. So imagine like a Google. Mm-hmm. That is just super smart. It's not just giving you results of stuff that you can read. It actually gives you the information. I think that's pretty much what Siri is, if you think about it. What, what the goal is, if Siri gets tied in with chat GPT, then it truly becomes what Siri was supposed to be. Mm. If that makes sense. Like so that Siri's kind of like a my timeline. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what happened? And that shortens my timeline to so maybe like maybe five, ten years. Yeah, oh yeah. So instead of like 20, mm-hmm. it's going to be way faster. Because then if you think about like how fast technology is advancing, have you heard of the Neuralink? No. So the Neuralink is a technology that uh, Elon Musk and his team is working on, mm-hmm. which the first wave of it, um, the first, uh, I guess, intentions of the technology mm-hmm. is to help people who have, you know, um, brain tissue that needs to be regenerated. So imagine... Where they can remember, like, uh, what is it, like, um, clone them again, and so they kind of remember their past lives a little bit, but mm-hmm. also, like, who they are? Maybe. I'm not sure about like that. They take it like from the middle of the brain or something like that? No, no, no. This maybe thing, that's something else. Yeah, that might be something else. That okay. sounds interesting, though. I could probably yeah. see it becoming that. Yeah. But, like, let's say that its first uh, uses are paralyzed people who can't make the connection between the spinal cord oh, and the brain. Oh, okay. I see so they put the neural link in there. It stimulates that brain connection. Now they can walk again. But the other things that that thing can do is that it also has the uh, potential for telepathic communication. So if you had a Neuralink and I had a Neuralink, we would be sitting here talking to each other without words, without words, sending messages to each other. So it like create the superhuman. Now that's a technology that they already, they're kind of already testing. It's failing a little bit. There's been a lot of like animal trials that have gone awry. A lot of animals have died, mm-hmm. but they're in testing mode. So they already know what they're capable of doing and right. now they're just tweaking it to get it right. If you think about it, people can that's, do it. If they actually open within their third eye, like you have to really know and like know yourself and like really get in tune mm-hmm. with yourself to really open that third eye and just to be able to te- telepath. How do you telepathize? Yes, no. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it that well. Oh no, that's, that's but, how I am with estheticians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like people can really connect, but people still kind of connect within dreams if you think about oh. it. And like deja vu. Well, what do you think dreams are? I think dreams can be messages and signs, really. Like, if you think mm-hmm. about it, like, I feel like I have a lot of deja vu in my dreams. Or, like, I see a lot of things in my dreams. And it's kind of crazy because, like, for one example, um, when I was pregnant with my very first daughter, mm-hmm. um, 
I can't remember if I knew she was a girl already. No, I knew she was a girl already. But, like, I envisioned, like, I seen this baby. It was a beautiful baby. And she was wearing this purple shirt. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, she's so gorgeous. I told my wella about it. And, you know, think about it, like, till when she became 9, 10 months. Like, one day I just kind of looked at her and we're changing her on my grandma's bed. And I was just like, whoa. Like, this is her. Like, I actually, like, seen her in my dreams. Like, you can actually have visions, dreams, deja vu. Like, it's like. I really believe that, like, you're really in tune with yourself. But, like, you, if you can remember mm-hmm. them, because a lot of people don't remember their dreams, you have to be very spiritual or have spiritual connections within your, like, family uh-huh. generations and stuff. Like, I don't know. If you think about it. Well, what I, um, what I was researching a while back is that apparently dreams are the result of DMT. So, mm-hmm. and dimethyltryptamine is created in your third eye. Right, right. So in your uh, in your pineal gland. Right. So. And a lot of people want to get to that DMT. Mm-hmm. So so that dream state is pretty much like you being high, but then when you're high on DMT, they say that you are it's like a door to like the spiritual realm or something. Right. So what if you going to sleep instead of it just being like our imagination? Mm-hmm. What if it's that other realm? Like. I believe that it is. So like you're saying right now with the deja vu and stuff. The way I've heard somebody explain it to me when I was younger is that you go to sleep, your soul gets up, it travels through the timeline of time. Mm-hmm. You remember where you last were in that timeline, and then, like you said, when you're living it again, that's when you go, oh, I've lived this before. Right. Because that's, like, one of your saved points. Like, your dream, you know, made a little check mark, it saved it. Right. And then now you're living it. No, I do believe that. I don't know, it's really, it's really strange. It's not strange at all, because I think mm-hmm. it is true. But if you think about it, two people who deal with a lot of um, sleep paralysis, like mm-hmm. I've dealt with sleep paralysis, I've also lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want to say about a month ago, like I had some lucid dreaming mm-hmm. going on. Um, it wasn't sleep paralysis because I know when I had sleep paralysis, I was scared. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. Like, even mm-hmm. though, like, I was so scared, mm-hmm. like, I tried to scream, nothing came out. Did you? Oh, yeah. I've experienced that. So, Did you see an entity or were I, you just, like, in frozen mode? So, when I had, like, in that dream, like, I knew I was sleeping, and I knew my kids were sleeping in the same bed, because I was, like, I was, like, okay, I know that they're there, but I seen a figure, and this figure, but, like, this figure didn't scare me, that's how I knew, I was, like, it's not an evil figure, but, like, I seen this, like, man, like, and he was just watching, and, like, here's my dresser, here's my bed, and he's standing right there, and it was so weird, because I could see everything it was, and then, like, I tried to get up, and I was like, get out. But you couldn't move or nothing? No, I didn't move. Oh. I literally, like, was oh. like, get out. And then he disappeared. Huh. And then I was like, okay. And then I just went back to sleep. Hmm. But then, like, I woke up again, you know. And there he was again. And then, like, I went oh. to go, like, try to, like, fight him in huh. a way. And then he disappeared. I'm like, this is really weird. Like, hmm. what is going on? Like, you know. Hmm. Am I being manifested? Mm. Am I like, you know, like, you know, what is going on? Mm. Somebody watching me? And then, like, I woke up and I just was like, I just started praying. I was just like, what is this? You know, because they say, like, if you if you wake up between 3 and 5 a.m., they say sometimes God is trying to talk to you. It's not just because, like, that's the devil's hour between 3 and 4 a.m., but they're like, speak to him because there's a message or something. But, like, that figure, obviously, like, he wasn't from God, but it's just like, the fact, like, Something. what do you want? Like, yeah. who are you? Why are you bugging me? Yeah, and then also Wait, the fact that I try to fight him. So you believe in that, in the devil's hour? 
Yeah. It is three between three and four. I believe that because mm. if you think about it, a lot of things happen and you can feel it. Mm. I've woken up a lot of times and I felt things and I don't feel very mm. safe. Okay, so now I was gonna ask, uh, piggybacking off what you were saying right now about you praying, waking up and praying. I take it you're religious. Yes, I believe in God, but I don't feel like I can say I'm Christian or Catholic. Gotcha. I want to say I believe in both, but. Mainly, I just believe in God and Jesus, for sure. So you're agnostic. You believe in, like, a higher power, but you don't necessarily subscribe to a denomination of church. Right, right. I feel like I'm the same way. Because I could go to both huh. and still enjoy both. Yeah. But, you know, like so you said. So do you believe in, um, well, of course, I mean, of course you do, but, uh, like, demonic entities and, mm-hmm. and powers? Like, what's your thoughts on, like, the paranormal? Like, what do you think ghosts are and stuff? I do believe that there are ghosts, there are people who are left behind, souls mm. that want to be able to reach and rest. Mm. And I also believe that there are demons out there, mm. you know, and that is what's scary because sometimes like those demons will attract the people. And when you think about it, people who mess with like Ouija boards and stuff like that, I don't touch that stuff. You don't touch Ouija I don't touch that stuff because do I don't need anything uh, attached to me. A little chain game where like you do like a little pendulum and you ask you questions? Yeah, I don't do that. You don't do that shit? I don't do that just because I don't need a spirit or a demon attra- attaching to me because if you think about it, they want to get into you and then if you think about it, like, why is everything going on in my life so bad? Why can't things get right? Or why do I always feel like there's a darkness over me? Like I'm always depressed, I can't get out of this. What were you doing? What are you touching? What are, what are you reading? Like you think about it like, if you like, touch those things, filling yourself yeah. yeah, and they they like that stuff because you're mm. opening it up to them. Mm. That's that's why I don't touch that stuff. I was always told not to touch it, and I do believe that. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna mess with something I know that might affect mm. me. That might open up a door. Or yeah. Door or something like Damn, that's interesting. Okay. Um, shit. So you do believe in ghosts? So do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I know. I feel like they are gonna come. Do you, do you like, think that the aliens are demons, or do you think there's two separate entities? I think it's two separate entities. I don't believe that they're demons. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I don't believe that they're mm. like that. But I, I could say they're definitely two separate entities. Um, I think that they want to know more about what's going on here. Um, I feel like there could be ones who do want to harm us and want to try to like. Mm you know, overtake things, but then I think that there's some who are like, okay, like, I want to know more, mm-hmm. I can give you more, mm-hmm. do you want to know more? Mm-hmm. And we have this already in technology. And if you think about Area 51, mm-hmm. when all those people try to get in, why couldn't they get in if there's nothing to hide? What do you have behind there that you don't want to release information to? That's true. So that's what I'm saying, like, if they want to work with us and they give us more technology, how are you discovering mm-hmm. all this technology? How are you really coming up with it? Obviously, people are smart, mm-hmm. but like... You know the history behind NASA and stuff? A little bit, yeah, kind of. About it being the, the Nazis? No, not so, that part. So post-World War II, um, after they disbanded Nazi Germany and they had to get rid of all the scientists and stuff, a lot of them went their own separate ways. You know, some of them moved to Argentina, some of them moved to you know Italy, some of them, etc. Yeah, Well, because... here in the United States, we acquired... Hitler's right hand man, um, something Van Braun. I can't remember. I remember. Yeah, but, but I can't remember the full name. But I, yeah, I heard yeah, the name. Uh, something Van Braun, and he was like the lead guy, the the, the rocket man, pretty much of fucking NASA. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. A lot of people think that it's a conspiracy. That space is a conspiracy. Everything we've been told since then is is, is manipulation and. Yeah. And a lie and this shit. Some days, especially lately, I don't know what the fuck to believe. 
you know, I think about yeah. it too. It's, just, it's hard, you know, because I feel like it's really like, yes, I feel like there are things that are true, but I feel like there's a lot of things that are hidden and like are not true. Mm. And it's like, why are you putting this up? Why are you doing this? Like, but then again, like back to what mm. I said about my friend, the government will not release everything yeah, oh, because yeah. it, it, we would go mad, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about all that stuff that they have hidden, you know? Do you, uh, do you believe that, so switching off of, off of this a little bit, do you believe um, the moon landing is real? I've heard it's been staged, but then again, it's like, why don't we have a live camera? But then again, look at the technology. You could fake it in Hollywood. The movies look so freaking real. Mm-hmm. How, do they, how do we not know if we're, they're lying again? You know, mm-hmm. like... Can our aircraft really get up that high? Well, you heard about what uh, Buzz Aldrin said. Apparently, some little girl came up and asked him, like, hey, Buzz, how come we haven't been up to the moon since then? Mm-hmm. Oh, because we lost the technology. We don't have it anymore. How do you, how do you lose the technology to go to the moon? But you had, had it. it in the 60s. Right. Because you never, never had, had it. it. Yeah. So, I don't know. A lot of people, I, I haven't researched any of the topics enough to where I can say I am an expert of a specific topic. But I know that I have heard people who claim they're the experts, and I know that they at least know more research than I because off the top of their head they can name names, dates, and everything. Right, right. So I'm like, well, you at least know something. <laughs> and I and they claim that a lot of the stuff about the moon it, it couldn't have been possible back then. Like, right. Like the radiation belt. That even if they did film it on tape and they brought it back, it wouldn't have survived. So the film would have been destroyed. Exactly. So then they would have tried their hardest to reenact it here to give us that footage and. Mm-hmm. It's just so much stuff. Like, there's apparently claims that they said that they played golf on the moon. Like, really? The astronauts themselves. Now, they could have been fucking around, but who knows? Like, Damn. apparently all the moon rocks that Buzz Aldrin passed out to everybody saying these are rocks from the moon. None of those were real moon rocks. And yeah. it's just it's just so much weird shit that's happened that can't be explained. Like, There's a lot out there. But, you know, um, it's a lot of research, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And sometimes, like... I want to say with myself, like, mm. I just bounce back to back to back to different mm. things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Let mm. me go back to this, you know. Okay. Um, my mind is kind of, like, always all over the place. But, mm. you know. What's been your most recent one? Like, the most recent that uh, rabbit hole? Project Bluebeam? Yeah. It's, it's been popping up a lot on my TikTok, mm. too, you know. So, um, that's been a big one. Um, and then, really? I wanted to say the Illuminati. That mm. that's always been huge. Like I've always kind of that was my first mm. conspiracy. Like to really dig mm. deep into it, um, just because like um, me and my friends back in the day. Uh, I don't know why in twenty thirteen mm. it got real big talking about. I think that was like kind of like the start of it. The Illuminati conspiracies. Yeah. Why well, not? I... They've always been around, no. but like stuck out to uh-huh. me. I would say. I will. Uh, I think I probably got into them in like two thousand six or seven. Really? Yeah, so... Wow. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm not lying, because I remember way back in, like, 2001, that's mm-hmm. when 9-11 happened. Right. And then around, like, fourth grade, fifth grade, something just didn't seem right. And it's probably because of the content I was consuming off of right. YouTube or something, if it was around. But even at that early age, I started questioning it. I was like, I, was like mm, I don't know if I believe 9-11. And I was, like, in elementary school. All right. So I was like, I don't know if I believe. And Do you remember when it happened? Yeah, oh yeah. I don't. You don't? I don't. So it's I remember crazy. being in school. I remember the the teachers having it. Play, they were playing it on TV. It wasn't Channel One, but it was on TV. Yeah, right, right, right. Everybody was scared. I remember going to talk to either going home or something and talking to somebody about it after that. It, it is, was. It's 
weird. It was a weird time. It was. And the fact that I can't remember, um, my cousin, I mean, we actually had a conversation about that. She's like, maybe you were just so traumatized by it. And, uh, you know, my mom, she worked at, she does, she does work for one of the largest banks, the Federal Reserve Bank. Mm. And okay. so, you know, she had to think about it. Like, are they going to hit here? You know, that's mm-hmm. a pretty large bank. Shit. Yeah. So, like, you know, maybe that's why I was traumatized, maybe because, like, she, maybe she was really scared yeah. then, and, you know, like, also seeing everybody freak out, but the fact that I can't yeah. remember, I'm like, why did I block it out? So, that's weird. I mean, we were really young, though, because I was, I must have been first grade, I think. Yeah, I was like. First grade or kindergarten. No, first grade. You had, because you're 29? 29. So, you, you were born? 93. 93, I was 95, so I had to be kindergarten. Oh, yeah, you must have been kindergarten. Yeah. And if not kindergarten, preschool. So, yeah, you probably, yeah. too, too young to remember. Maybe. I was, um. That's, man, that's crazy. Do you, I personally, do you believe in MK Ultra? No, I don't know what that is. You don't? Oh. Okay, so MK Ultra is a, it's, and this has been declassified. It's, it's a CIA ran program mm-hmm. where they were coming up with, they're pretty much a CIA ran program to do psychological studies on the mind. Mm-hmm. Like, they make it sound a lot darker than it is. Mm-hmm. Because it is, because it was kind of inhumane the way that they didn't know that they were being studied. Mm-hmm. But it was just pretty much psychological studies. And I'm, I'm full on board with that. Like, if I, would, if I was a scientist back in those days, hey, I probably would have been a fucked up scientist doing MK Ultra shit. Right. You know? But it's pretty much like, it's been declassified, it's been true, and that they were doing studies on, on soldiers returning from war, they were doing studies on specific towns, they were doing studies on all kinds of people, on how to manipulate their thought patterns, and how to do stuff like trauma bonding you know mm-hmm. like like you traumatize somebody so much where you kind of break their personality and then you reconstruct them in the way that you want them you know it's it's really interesting it's, it's kind of weird that is pretty interesting but apparently out of those studies they were they were doing a lot of this stuff in the 60s in california and the people that they had ties with people who also knew of the studies and what was going on and potentially how to break somebody mm-hmm. ended up being serial killers musicians, actors, lawyers, politicians. So there was a lot of people who kind of learned the ways of and are involved in it. And like some of the studies that came out of it were that, like how to manipulate people with propaganda, how to manipulate people with emotional pull and emotional stuff like that. So that's why I was saying earlier about the majority of our media, I feel like it's subtle conditioning because they already know the conditioning works. Like, they know it down to, like, what color evokes emotion from people. What sound evokes emotion. What smell they could put in the room to evoke. You know, it's... The studies were pretty uh, in-depth, and they're, they're real, you know? And it's it's crazy to see just... I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. I wouldn't doubt it then, mm-hmm. you know. Like, back in the day, starting that, and, you know, even still doing it to this day. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably towns that we don't even know that are, like ghost towns mm-hmm. but they're really not ghost towns and you're not allowed to be in there because like, it's part of an experiment mm-hmm. so you know how many off the map off the map towns are there have you heard of like the tuskegee experiments i can't remember exactly where it happened but apparently there's an experiment that was also ran it's our cia is pretty wild it is our cia is wild i almost like i hate it because like the more i read about the cia i kind of wish like i would have been a cia agent like that yeah. <laughs> Is it's it like, easy to get into? It's like, is it easy to become a CIA agent? Because I kind of want to, look, hush, hush, I won't say shit. Boy, right. Where's the references at? Right? Because, man, a lot of the stuff that they, that they did from, like, from, like, trafficking cocaine from fucking Argentina and Colombia for, for Ricky Ross in Los Angeles, 
that sounds fun. I would have been a CIA drug runner. <laughs> Like, are you yeah, fucking yeah. kidding me? No, for real, because like they their, do hire, you know, like, yeah, like a lot of the cartels and stuff. Yeah, they, they do a lot of shit. We captured this person, like, yeah, but it was shit. on the plan. It was on the plan. It was. Like, so, the, like, it's just, it's just crazy to see how life is blossoming. And, because mm-hmm. uh, at the same time that we are, like, the most peaceful we've ever been in society and civilization and everything, there's also a lot of dark shit happening. And it almost feels like our little empire of the United States is kind of crumbling. And the best we can do is to just do our best to just do what makes us happy, our hobbies, our hustles, our our everything. Because we never know when it's going to end. We don't. We don't. We just live in a constant fucking state of either being hit with, not propaganda, but content is just kind of dumb, surface level. Or propaganda, and it's right. like, uh, what do I do? And also, we're just running on adrenaline. We're like, oh shit, when's All the next time. one's gonna happen? It's like they're like, we don't know what Jumanji level we're on now. Like, obviously, it's crazy. Like this year, like who would have thought that we'd have aliens and UFOs being shot down? Right, like, and then the that hell? like balloon mm-hmm. that happened like in Washington, they yeah. shot down from China. Like, how did China send that balloon over? But also, who was here from China too? I have a lot of conspiracies about China, and it sucks because I like Chinese food, I like Chinese people, I like the Chinese country, the land, it's, I like, beautiful. it's a beautiful motherland, and it's just like, the more I hear about, like, shit that could potentially be them, it's like, damn it. I know, right? Like, it kind of kills it, but at the same time, it's like, still want to go over there. <laughs> and it sucks that you're kind of in between, but like, you think about it, there's just so many things going on, like, you know, they could say that about, like, Iran, they could say that about Mexico, they could say that about Russia, but, like, there's so many things, you know, but it, it is true, like, with the technology and, like, the firearms and, like, you know, everything that they have is quite outrageous. It's nuts. It is, but also how they get their hands on it. True. Who gave it to them? I got a feeling it's aliens. Or did we give anything to them possibly without? Would it be a low profile? Like a low key exchange of information? Yep. I don't know. Perhaps. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of strange. But we never know, you know. Right. So because of that, because we don't know what life is, um, could could do or can happen. What are your goals for like your next five years? Next five years, um, definitely plan on adding more services to my menu. Mm-hmm. Um, educating myself. Um, I definitely want to have a shop, um, have my own products. Um, I've kind of always already thinking about starting a line, um, but I didn't want to jump, you know, into something and not feel confident within it and sell product. And, you know, like, obviously, like, I have the knowledge, but if you think about it, if you have too much on your plate, is it really going to be as successful as you want it to be? So I started, you know, with my business first, but I want to sell product. I want to add on more services. I want to... Um, you know, be able to travel to learn, you know, just a lot to be able to service my clients and have my own shop. And then maybe even having like, um, how would you say, like a chain mm. of places. A you little know? franchise, a little. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of a, do, you, do the products that you use, do they have like different alternatives? Because I know that one of the main things that people say about like, beauty products and stuff is that they're concerned about like the ethics or whatever of like where Um, they come from and stuff yeah so a lot of it just depends on the person so like say for somebody's like i just like i feel like i like vegan products real natural products i don't trust anything that could be like chemically made 
made or, you know, things that, with stuff that, you know, could bother them potentially or even like various people who are very, very sensitive skin um, like to stay, like stay with, you know, organic products and vegan products because they won't harm the skin as much. Um, but, you know, with the products I deal with, um, you know, it just goes based off of each skin type. Yeah, you know, just depending on what it is. Like, I have products within sensitive skin. I have products within acne-prone skins. Mm. I have products for brightening, hyperpigmentation. Mm. And depending on what you want, and, like, sometimes I'll even um, just... I customize all my mm. facials, so depending on what they need specifically and what mm. they want, I kind of just, you know get a blend that I feel will work right, you know, and also put in products that will target exactly what they're needing, you know, and it's consistency, you know, they say, um, the esthetician only covers 20%, but it's really you that covers the other 80% because what are you doing at home? Are you taking care of it? Are you eating right? Are you doing your skincare routine correctly? Um, you know, it's, you can't blame your esthetician and mm. you have to blame yourself if it's you're not seeing the results that you want. Obviously, the esthetician does play a little bit of part into mm. it, um, but also um, if you're not doing everything oh, as nice. you should, you know, really you have to consider being like hardcore on mm. yourself, um, especially if you deal with like cystic acne, you know, that's a real big one. Like you have to be hardcore, you know, especially if you don't want to be on um, <clears throat> Accutane, mm. Benzol, um, is it called um i won't say this on proxic that's not it um i can't remember the exact word but um you just don't want to be on hard things that could also like affect your kidney and liver um accutane is really bad you know um that can affect your liver and uh dry your skin out really bad and um it's just something that i feel like a lot of dermatologists try to put people on like medications and stuff instead of actually trying to like you know help the skin within facials and chemical peels or led high frequencies and stuff like they may do a little bit of that but they want to give you like pills and medication and hardcore stuff like i said like accutane and um that's really harsh i feel like they don't care as much your esthetician's gonna care you know may take a little longer but you'll see your results and as long as you you know stick to your routine and you stick by their side, you know, they're going to be able to help you and they're going to care for you more. And you also build a relationship. You're not like, hey, you know, I'm here for, you know, to see, see how it's going. So, like, what are some of the things that you could recommend the viewers to, like, take care of their of their skin, take care of their, you know, So, appearance? definitely, if you're using bar soap, stop. Really? Um, yeah. Don't what? use bar soap on your face. Oh, shit. That's the number one thing we always hear. Some people are like, I just put water and that's it. Mm. And like, yeah, your skin can look good, but mm. are you keeping it moisturized? Because your skin needs to be moisturized. Mm. Also, um, cleansing your face at least day and night, making sure that you're using the proper cleansers. Um, you know, ask your professional what cleansers do they recommend. You know, um, there are some that are reasonably priced and there are some that are really expensive, mm. but you know, it just depends on your pocket um, because you don't want to use like, Dove, mm. you know, or the men, you guys are real popular with mm. three in one. Oh, yeah. Please no, stop seven using that. One. It's even car oil and everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, stop using that. But, you know, um, wow. my products that I personally use right now is Dermalogica. Mm. Um, I want to say our special cleansing gel. That's really great for anybody with any, um, for any skin type. You know, it's a good starter um, cleanser to use. Um, and then 
if anybody who's very sensitive, you can use a Dermalogica Ultra Calming Cleanser. That's for people who deal with acne, rosacea, um, you know, that's just going to be for people who deal with that. But those are the top two I would recommend. And then, you know, a really nice hydrating moisturizer. But if you have oily skin, then I would find um, a moisturizer that would be specifically for oily skin. Um, the one that I would use is my Active Moist. That's pretty good. Um, you can also use, uh, what is this one? I can't remember the exact name. But if I had a picture of it, I would show you. <laughs> So I didn't mean to save this question till the very end, but part of the name of the podcast, Urban Society, mm-hmm. the first part is herb. Do you participate in the herb culture at all? <laughs> yeah. You do? I do. I've stopped a lot, though. Uh-huh. Um, you know, mainly because I'm a mother of three kids, sure. and um, it's kind of hard to find mm-hmm. the time to, like, smoke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when they're sleeping, um, you know, I'm a social smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to smoke with people. I like to chill. Um, I've been smoking since I was 15. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I've been a heavy soaker. Oh, I've been smoking um, forever. Right. So, but I think I cut back, um, I want to say a lot in the fall, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I had a fallout with a friend and, you know, me and her were just real big stoners together. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, you know, you kind of lose your stoner friends, um, you kind of just like, you smoke by yourself for a little bit and then you like kind of get yeah. bored. Yeah, so you know, now I only do it when I go to the club, you know, like uh-huh. drinking and smoking together. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little crossfaded, a little late. Yeah, crossfaded. Yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, what are your thoughts on the recent legalization here in Missouri? Honestly, I think it's amazing. I wish it would have happened when I was younger. You know, but, but we didn't give a fuck. You know, we still shit. did it. <laughs> right. Heavy. We were all in the back of my deck smoking heavy, Man. but. Um, you know, um, I knew that this was eventually going to come, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, it also benefits Kansas City oh, bringing yeah. in more money. Um, I haven't been to a dispensary yet. I do need to go. Um, the fact that I haven't gone is with crazy they're, beyond me. They're taxed a little heavy. I heard. So I would wait a little bit, you yeah. know, unless, unless you want to pay double. But also like I heard that <laughs> yeah. like, it's not, um, as good. Right now, like I feel, they, the plugs always say. Yeah, the quality control. I mean, the plugs are gonna tell you what the plug wants you to yeah. wants you to hear. Yeah, he's got his own propaganda, his own agenda. Cause they're like, it's dust when you yeah. roll it it's up. It's dry, bro. Yeah. It's not even sticky. But it's like, let's be honest. Half the really, really sticky bud, you haven't even waited for that thing to cure all the way yet. So it's like true, true. At least with um, dispensaries, you know what you're getting. You know what it's testing at. You know what strain it is. You know where it came from. True, true. But what I always tell people is if you're going to go to a dispensary, and I'm not necessarily like giving people, I'm not giving people advice on how to shop. Hey. But um, if you're going to go to a dispensary, I would select more so on the vapes, right. the carts, the edibles. Mm-hmm. And then the flour, I would save the flour for, you know. Right. Call your plug. Right. Exactly. Call your plug, get the flour from your plug. <laughs> right. But you know, it's crazy because they even say like for the flour, like, oh, have you heard that they put fentanyl in some of mm-hmm. it? It's like... That's just a little extreme because it's like, hold on, like, what? Oh, yeah, no, there's fentanyl and everything. Just Yeah. You guys be careful out there. No, for real. Stay safe. Stay safe. But with that being said, we're about to hit our limit here. Um, this has been fun. Yeah. This has been chill. I didn't, I hope, hopefully, we didn't scare you guys with the conspiracy <laughs> talk. 
that's all me. She she probably did not come here with the intentions to do all that. But <laughs> uh, I get into conspiracy talk all the time, and I just love picking people's brains on what their beliefs are. Yeah. But um, as we're closing out here, thank you guys for coming back to the HNS podcast. Um, tell people where they could find you, uh, what your latest projects are, and yeah. So you can find me on IG or Facebook at Make Me Pretty Aesthetics. Um, I have my own website, so it's also on Google, Make Me Pretty Aesthetics. Aesthetics with an A, y'all, um, because, you know, I like to be a little different. <laughs> but right now, my main focus is facials, waxing, makeup, uh, brow, laminations, brow laminations, and lash lifts. Um, so if you want a facial, my most favorite one to give is a dermaplane that's removing the dead skin cells and peach fuzz from the face will give you a flawless, beautiful, healthy glow to your face. Um, so come check me out if you definitely want to get a facial or anything. That was a subtle shot towards me when she said peach fuzz. <laughs> I'm going to have to go get one. But thank great. you guys for coming back to the HNS podcast. Until next time. It was, uh, it was great having you. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. I'm going to have to book with you. No, definitely. Thank you guys. Bye. Until next time. See you.